France is dealing with a bedbug epidemic ahead of the Olympics. China is taking back the rest of their pandas from the U.S. zoos. And the police in Mexico arrest a man and his Chucky doll after a series of robberies. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast in the galaxy. I have three strange news stories from around the world. Let's go. France is being overrun by bedbugs. What a calamity. The article begins by saying they creep, they crawl, they feast on your blood as you sleep. <laughs> they're bedbugs. They're creepy and they're crawly. They're chomping on your toesies. They're bedbugs. Have you guys encountered bedbugs ever in your life? They will take you down. They will force you to move out of your home and throw away all your clothes. These are the worst of cases, of course. I had an incident with bedbugs years ago, and it was a calamity for sure. The article says they, could, they travel in your clothes, they travel in your backpacks, they try to find another person worth dining on. They travel on subways. They're at the cinema. Yeah, they enjoy superhero movies, and then they crawl down your socks. Bedbugs go where you go, and they have become a nightmare haunting France for weeks. My goodness. The government has been forced to step in to calm an increasingly anxious nation that is going to host the Olympic Games in a few months. The Olympic Games will be a prime venue for infestations of bedbugs because they really love crowds. We have the uh, French Prime Minister, Elizabeth Bourne. She called a meeting of the ministers... To tackle the bedbug crisis, the country's transport minister, Clement Bone, as well, met this week with transportation companies to draw up a plan for monitoring and disinfecting, trying to ease what some are calling a national psychosis. My goodness, what are they going to do? The Olympics are coming. Got to get these bedbugs under control. I have a suggestion. Uh, how about you Parisians take a shower more than once a week? How about that? <laughs> that might help. Maybe change your bed sheets. How about... I'm just kidding, guys. We know French people are really clean and smell amazing, right? They don't smell like a pack of Marlboros. <laughs> we have the French President Emmanuel Macron's Renaissance Party. Now, he's the head of the party. And at the French National Assembly, they have suggested a cross-party bill to be put forward at the beginning of December to combat the scourge of bedbugs. They say the president's party and its allies have decided to make the subject of bedbugs a priority for them. And they're urging the right wing and the hard left opposition to work together, come up with suggestions for a cross party solution. Yeah, I mean, if, if both parties can't agree on getting rid of bedbugs, I mean, what are we talking about? Only in the U.S. would the right and left not agree on getting rid of bedbugs, <laughs> I think. Because, I mean, we can't seem to agree on anything. And even if we came up with an agreement to get rid of the bedbugs, the, the, the right would say, we should just shoot them with guns. And then the left would be like, well, let's find out their pronouns first before we kill them. <laughs> we have a health minister in France. This is an individual who can probably get everybody to clean up over there. The health minister insists there's no general panic over the issue, although online you would think that there is a general panic. Many viral videos are being shared. A lot of videos about the public transportation in France, people claiming that they have encountered bedbugs on buses and subways and whatnot. 
The health minister is concerned about people being cheated by firms that remove bed bugs, making people pay two or three thousand euros to get rid of the bed bugs. But I mean, from my understanding, this is what it costs to get bed bugs out of your apartment. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. It's not cheap, man. If you can get your landlord to pay for it, that's ideal. Bed bugs, it says, had largely disappeared from daily life by the 1950s. They've made a resurgence in recent decades, mostly due to high population densities and additional mass transit in metropolitan areas. One-tenth of all French households are believed to have had a bed bug problem over the past few years, usually requiring a pest control operation costing several hundreds of euros that often needs to be repeated. Bed bugs have plagued countries for decades. The insects the size of an apple seed that neither jump nor fly get around as easily as people travel from city to city and nation to nation. They have become increasingly resistant to insecticides. If that's not enough to make you itchy, bedbugs can stay alive for a year without a meal. We have a quote from a French entomologist who raises bedbugs. Not sure why, why he's raising bedbugs, but he says, Without any blood, bedbugs can slow their metabolism and just wait for us. The carbon dioxide that all humans give off will reactivate them. And they'll come back to bite you with sharp, nasty, nasty teeth. The entomologist goes on to say that this is not at all a hygiene problem. The only thing that interests bedbugs is your blood. Whether you live in a dump or a palace, it's the same thing to bedbugs. I mean, I hope they get a hold of this bedbug situation because you don't want the Olympics to be spoiled. I'll tell you right now, I won't be going to see the Olympics unless you get rid of those pesky bedbugs. Seems strange that the bedbugs are so ubiquitous these days in 2023 with all this amazing technology. I mean, you have cars have windshield wipers that can detect rain and they just go automatically. You can control a vibrator over the web from 8,000 miles away, yet bedbugs still Bedbugs can't do anything about the bedbugs, my goodness. Seems very strange to me. China is taking back all of their pandas. Giant pandas are everywhere. At Washington, D.C.'s National Zoo, three of them live in the zoo's $50 million Asia Trail. T-shirts, trucker hats, and refrigerator magnets bear their images. A 24-hour panda cam broadcasts the trio's every move. Now, after more than 50 years, Washington's pandas are going away, and maybe for good, sadly. The zoo's three pandas are set to return to China by December with the expiration of a three-year agreement with China's Wildlife Agency. It's not just the U.S. capital. Three other U.S. zoos that have Chinese pandas, Atlanta, San Diego, and Memphis, have all either turned over their pandas or will have to return them to China by the end of the next year. Although both sides deny politics are at play, China has long used what's called panda diplomacy to curry favor, reward friends, and punish their adversaries. And the potential loss of America's final pandas comes at a moment when ties between the U.S. and China have hit a historic low and most avenues of cooperation have been cut off. We have a quote here from Elena Songster, who's a professor and the author of a book called Panda Nation about China's panda policy. She says, well, there's some significance to the fact that all of the pandas in the United States will be back in China by next year. They have a plan. They know exactly what they're doing. 
Now, the push and pull over pandas at the zoos reflects in part the quirky way they show up in zoos around the world. Zoos don't get full custody of pandas. Instead, they actually rent the pandas, signing contracts to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars every year to China. After years of renewing the panda contracts, the Smithsonian Institution, which oversees Washington's zoo, hasn't been able to do so again so far, even with the deadline approaching very fast. They haven't been able to renew the contract. Earlier this year, the Memphis Zoo's panda, Yaya, got swept up in a nationalist fervor back home, including accusations of some mistreatment of the panda, after images showed it looking emaciated and its fur very mangy. The animal, which the U.S. and China say was healthy, went home in April. A little history about the panda rental. The U.S. was rewarded with its first pandas after President Richard Nixon normalized ties in 1972 with China, and many other nations followed. A 2013 study found a correlation between uranium deals and panda loans to Canada and France. Oh, just make another uranium deal. (laughs) I will give you four pandas for some uranium deposits. Uh... Don't they use uranium to make uh, nuclear warheads? So I guess they're trading warheads for pandas. That seems a little strange. You should switch that up. Maybe trade, I don't know, tell them you'll buy more, we'll buy more Nintendos if they send over some pandas. In 2018, China loaned out pandas to Finland to mark a centennial of Finnish independence as well. Now, unlike what you would expect, national zoos... Officials in the U.S. have remained pretty tight-lipped about the prospects of renewing or even extending the agreements and panda rentals, and repeated attempts to get comment on the state of the negotiations have not received any response. However, the public stance of the zoo has been decidedly pessimistic, treating these remaining months as the actual end of an era. And at least for now, pandaphiles of all ages are making pilgrimage to Washington, to the zoo, for a final glimpse at the three bears. At the zoo this past Friday, amid the chatter of children, was an adult couple with a baby on the way, each wearing matching panda ear headbands. Colleen and John came from outside Philadelphia to to see the pandas. Here's a quote from Colleen. I've been obsessed with the pandas since I was little. I used to just bury people in panda facts. On our first date, we went on. We went on and on about pandas. We love pandas. She broke into tears when she found out that Washington's pandas would be leaving. She said, I suppose we could always fly to China. (laughs) I don't want to go to China. I don't want to (laughs) go. I love my pandas. I mean, I know how you fix this, guys. Just make pandas in a laboratory, right? Didn't we just sequence some genes from a dead woolly mammoth from like 12,000 BC? Can't you just take some panda DNA and make one in the lab? Come on, guys. Let's make it the sound of science and have some pandas once again. Why do we got to rely on China for that kind of crap? I mean, the whole thing is so silly, and it's such indicative of a larger contradiction in that China's like, yeah, you know, we're going to take our pandas back. We're not going to renew the panda rental agreement because we're not getting along. Meanwhile, everything I own in my kitchen is from China. I mean, (laughs) it would seem to me like if China really wanted to make an impact and show us that they're really tired of us, they would just not sell us spatulas or some stuff like that. (laughs) I mean, or electronics. I mean, all the stuff that they export. Drawing a, a line in the sand at pandas seems awfully odd as far as like a international political movement. 
Well, I mean, what are we learning here? I mean, we're learning that we don't have much time to see the pandas in the U.S., guys. So get to the zoo. Take your kids to the zoo in Washington or San Diego, wherever the pandas might be. Get your glimpse in of the panda one last time. And then we'll just have to watch panda activity via some live stream video from Beijing or something for the next few decades. I mean, another way around it is you could paint other bears to look like pandas at the zoos. <laughs> that might be fun. <laughs> it's, I mean, what would it take to make a polar bear look like a panda? It's already kind of white. I mean, just put some spots on it. Voila! It's a panda! Yay! Police in Mexico have arrested a Chucky doll that was wielding a real knife. Cops in New Mexico have recently arrested a doll. That's right, they arrested a doll. A Chucky doll used by its owner apparently to rob people in Mexico. Are you guys familiar with the Chucky doll from the movies? We have someone named Carlos. They're not giving out this individual's last name, but Carlos apparently was using Chucky, considered a, quote, demon doll by the authorities, to wield a large and real knife in order to frighten and demand money from various victims. This devilish duo of Carlos and Chucky were arrested for disturbing public order and endangering the public in a place called Monclova, a city in the northern Mexican state of Coahuila. 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 I think I got it. Carlos allegedly was in the main square of the city under the influence of what they're calling an illicit substance when he was arrested by the Monclova police. The police say that he was putting the doll in people's faces and scaring people. They say this is an offense, and for this reason, this individual has been arrested. But why arrest the doll as well? It says they were both taken to a police precinct. Carlos and the doll Chucky were handcuffed and had their mugshots taken. The handcuffed doll, which had a knife sticking out of its signature denim overalls, was propped against the wall and held by its hair as the police took a photo of the doll. The officer who put Chucky, the possessed doll made famous in the 1988 horror film Child's Play, in handcuffs at the behest of local media covering the escapade. And the police were later reprimanded for not taking the job very seriously. <laughs> okay. Here's a quote from the one of the police officers. Well, some journalists were jokingly telling, telling him to pose with the doll, telling the officer to pose with the doll, to put handcuffs on the doll. And, you know, we usually don't play those kinds of games, but they asked and we, we did the photo. You know, what, what, what are we going to say? Now, the article ends by saying Carlos was later released by the authorities, according to reports. But, oh, no, guys. The Chucky doll's whereabouts are still unknown, it says. How do you not know where the Chucky doll's whereabouts are? You just had Chucky in your prison, and now you don't know where Chucky is? Isn't it your duty to protect these citizens from the demon doll Chucky? And it's so close to Halloween. I mean, people might mistake it for a, a prop of some sort. Oh, what a nice little doll someone put on their front porch. Next thing you know, the doll's trying to rob you and stab you with a kitchen knife. Got to get down and figure this out, guys. What are you doing over there in Mexico? Come on now. Can't have the Chucky doll out there. Get that Chucky doll, man. Yay! Hi, my loyal listeners. Thanks for spending some time with the Weird AF News podcast on a Thursday. Appreciate it. Tomorrow's Friday, and on the Friday episode, 
As most of you know, we're only going to be doing weird news from the state of Florida, so feel free to send me any weird Florida stories that you've come across lately. My email is funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also send them in my Instagram DMs. Follow me at funnyjones, if you will. Appreciate that, and we'll try and do the best Florida Friday episode that we can in this closet. I want to give a shout-out and give thanks and praise to a new patron. Yes, Matthew Bechtel joined the Patreon. I think I got the last name correctly. Matthew Bechtel. The the CH might be silent. It could be Bettel. Also, the T could be silent. It could be Bechtel. I'm not really sure, Matthew. I'm doing the best I can over here with the public education. But anyways, I just want to give a big shout-out to Matthew for joining the Patreon, really showing some support for the Weird AF News podcast, and showing support for me, Jonesy. You know, and I just, I love that. I appreciate that. So shout out to Matthew. Please enjoy the extra content that I've put in the Patreon. Um, I put in something today. And then I put a bunch of stuff in there that will be, um, it'll be going out over the next few days. So I always put extra weird content in the Patreon. Some of you watch it. Some of you don't need it because uh, you have enough weirdness in your life. But if you want a little extra, consider the Patreon. I put a lot of weird stuff in there. And some personal stuff as well. So you can join the Patreon like Matthew did by going to patreon.com slash weirdafnews or download the Patreon app on your smartphone and do a search for Weird AF News. Or go to weirdafnews.com, the official website of Weird AF News, and click on the Patreon banner. That's how you do that. All right, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's Florida Friday episode. We'll try and lead you in the weekend with some good Florida weirdness, as we usually do. I want to thank you for spending some time with me, and good luck with your life, man! Yay! Jonesy, it's Jeanette from Jersey. I was listening to your um, podcast and the rendition, your rendition of Welcome to the Jungle or, or as you were singing it, Welcome to the Police Station. I, I must have listened to it 20 times. I think I've played it for everybody around me. It has to be the best version of the song I've ever heard. And hopefully I'll get to turn it to a ringtone because I, I just can't get enough of that one. Just wanted to let you know. Maybe you should do more songs like that because that was absolutely awesome. And I also think that you are probably a better singer now than what Guns N' Roses' lead singer currently is. Um, I actually think you sound better than him on concert right now. Anyway, all right. Have a great night. Stay weird, people. Bye. Well, I'll trade you my machete for your crack pie. I left mine in a public restroom Saturday night. I'll trade you my machete for your crack pie. Well, I'm a Florida man, and I don't feel right without my crack pie. NFL team is the Saints. Hey, this is Michael calling from Iowa City. I just wanted to thank all the weirdos out there 
who made contributions or donations to Jonesy over this past couple of weeks for International Podcasters Day. I think he got some coffees bought for him, and I know someone used the Cameo uh, platform to send someone a message. So I just wanted to give my heartfelt appreciation to all of you who made a heartfelt and thoughtful consideration and went ahead and either joined the Patreon or bought him cups of coffee or sent gifts or, um, you know, made a PayPal donation. So I just want everyone to know that, you know, we all love Jonesy as a podcaster and as a host and someone that we welcome into our homes every day. And I really appreciate the joy that he brings into my life. And I'm certain that he does that for many of you out there. And I appreciate what he does for me. And I'm sure he does the same for many of you out there. So I just wanted to thank everyone for allowing me to make this solicitation on his behalf. And I wanted to thank everyone out there who followed through and made those those uh, donations to him. And for that uh, chunder down under person, where you know, women glow and men plunder. So we appreciate you for <laughs> those 17 stars that you gave Jonesy and to everyone else out there who just told a friend or a family member about the podcast. That's helpful and greatly appreciated too. So everyone out there, Appreciate it. Good luck with your life, man. Okay, Jones. I just got done listening to the airport where a woman got clipped by an airplane. A lot of small airports, their runways are grass. I don't know if this particular one was, but a lot of small ones are. So, I did hear a weird service alligator, support alligator. She was going to try to take it to uh, a guy or girl, I can't remember. Going to take it to a baseball game. Hmm, got rejected. Wonder why. 